Good evening, and welcome to our podcast, 159, written July 23rd, 2023. The title of our podcast today is Let Go and Let God, Part 2. Remember, if the decision is in your hand and you've done nothing with it after all this time, whether it's our lives, our soul salvation, our broken marriage, our broken jobs, even our broken bodies. Maybe it's a good time to get on our knees to let go and let God. If many of you need read rather our pod our post words from our last podcast, then you have a sneak preview of today's podcast. As sometimes the postword leads into our next podcast. Letting go and letting God. It just may be he brought you to this point to get your attention. And some of us would have a much brighter future in letting go. In my last podcast, I couldn't do justice to suicide because of time restraints. But now I want to address it. My Bible does does touch rather on suicide and self-murder. But not that it's acceptable. We had Abimelech back in the day. Some say Samson. I tend to lean more towards what the Bible says. He requested to die with his enemies. We had Saul, his armor bearer. They both committed suicide. Ahithophel, Zemri, and finally Judas were the names I could find who committed suicide. If you read up on these guys, you realize the devil was somewhere in the details. Even Samson, by listening to an evil woman, disobeyed God. Therefore, don't let no damn devil or misguided minister, and I said that, tell you that self-murder or taking your life is acceptable to God. And he forgives you. No. If it's not in line with his word, And suicide, my friend, is not. God is not in conflict with his word, okay? Even logic and common sense tells you that if you're the only one that can ask God for your forgiveness and you take your life, then how are you going to ask for forgiveness when you're dead? 
And this idea of asking God to forgive you before you take your life, that's presumptuous and premeditated self-murder. It's a sin, people. And it's not in God's word. Some may twist the word of God to suit their own ideology, but hear me, there's no truth in it. It's a lie from hell. Don't listen to anybody who counsel you to kill yourself. If I may say this, according to God's word, life is sacred. You have no right to take it. Not only because man is in God's image, but because of the breath, his quickening spirit that gives man life is what makes life sacred. Genesis 1, 26 and 27, paraphrase, read it. My friends, when troubles in your life becomes too much to handle, let go. Give it to God. I didn't say give up, but let go and let God handle it. Samson, when he could not tolerate how he had disobeyed his God, he didn't ask for life, but death. And that God would strengthen him one more time to avenge his enemy, the Philistines, for his eyes' sake. To let him die with his enemies, God gave him strength, and in his death, he glorified God. Samson let go and let God. Some say he asked for self-murder. To The scripture doesn't say that, but rather, my Bible says he asked for strength. Once more, to have vengeance on his enemies. Now, self-murder could have been implied. You may read it, read that into it, but it doesn't say that. Judges 16, 25 through 31. Read that for sure. Paraphrase. As Samson fell dead under the weight of the tower columns, he was not asking for suicide or self-murder, forgiveness. Samson was only trying to right his wrong against his God, which was not needed. For God loves us regardless of our sin, and his mercy endureth forever. So you, so you see, even before Samson was led to those columns there at the tower, God's love and mercy was extended to him. How do I know? Hey, while he was weak, those Philistines could have killed him way before trying to make sport of him. Okay? But God was protecting him. God, but God's mercy was there. Okay? But Samson's gesture was an opportunity to finally bring revenge on the Philistines, who had been plaguing God's people with problems for years. 
Listen, Hulk, don't use scripture to justify sin. That's being like the devil himself. When he told Jesus, make bread of these stones, that if he dashed his foot against a stone, the angels would lift him up. Then he had the nerves. I said another word in my early writings, but I, I fixed it because it just ain't good for the air. He had the nerves, the audacity to tell Jesus Christ he would give him back the world Jesus himself created. Go figure. Matthew 4, 1 to 11. Read it. Paraphrase, read it. Hey, Jesus knew those scriptures too, but he didn't allow the tempter to cause him to sin, nor should we allow anyone to tell us it's okay to commit suicide, regardless who they are. Who would pay a counselor $200 per session up to $2,000 to have him tell them in the end, oh, just commit suicide. Heck, the devil would do that job for free. Listen, friend, that's even more so a time when you should let go and let God. If you're at that point of, of taking your life, you really need to let go and let God. And letting go and let God means getting on your knees asking for forgiveness. And then pray for him to come into your life. Okay? My friend, if you take your life today, that means you weren't patient enough to wait on the Lord to bless you tomorrow. If you're thinking of hurting yourself or someone else, I beg of you, please let go, my friend, and let God. Give him this stress, this pain, this hatred, this anger, this sorrow, or any other problem in your life. Ask him to come into your heart. Let him help you. He'll give you a good future. Okay? He can fix your life. He knows you through and through. He created you. Remember? He can see from your beginning to your end and from your end to your beginning. He much more, he's much more capable of choosing what's best for you. Again, Remember, he created you. He knows what makes you tick and tock and what makes you a lovely child of God. Don't destroy the beautiful life he gave you so graciously. If he gave it to you, he has a beautiful plan for you. Just wait for him. It's times like these when you have no other way out but to let go and let God listen my friend you're not alone in this we all go through struggles when you live your life especially past 40 you've got to you've got set in your ways and it's kind of hard to let go 
But God knows that. Let's address a few habits. There are those strong sins that harder that's harder to break habit with. Most of them are known as our secret sins. Sins that like hatred, prejudice, lying, anger, jealousy, incest, pornography, fornication, lust, uncleanness, just to name a few. Sin sometimes can be very strong and you need a help to return back to the path of life. God can get you back on track. Other sins like compulsory gambling, alcoholism, cigarette and or pot smoking, opioids and abuse, and Viagra abuse. Many will argue that these are not sins but are just mere habits that don't break God's law. Yes and no. Well, let me ask you this question. What happens when we have a bad gambling habit? First, you take from yourself and your family. Then, someone catches you cheating at the table or stealing at the gambling table. Now, generally, a fight breaks out. And eventually, someone gets hurt or maybe killed. Exodus 20, 13 and 15 and 1 Timothy 6.10, which address these issues, killing and stealing. Read it. Now, the Bible says, thou shalt not kill. Some may say, yeah, but he killed in the heat of passion. Nevertheless, thou shalt not kill. So he, he, he yielded to sin. Okay, another example. Does alcoholics get in a car and crash into innocent people and kill others as well as themselves? Yeah. Do their drinking alcohol cause death? Yeah, of course it does. Again, thou shalt not kill, the Bible says. He or she yielded to sin. Another example. Do people who smoke eventually die of lung cancer or other lung and heart diseases? Yes. It's like slow suicide. They yield to sin. What about opioids? It appears to be the biggest drug problem in the U.S. today, and we're having anywhere from infants to seniors who die from it. Most time, it happens accidentally with this drug just being around, let alone the one who's actually taking these drugs. Just recently, here in Las Vegas, we had a child die, and his brother nearly died. They both ingested fentanyl. While left alone in a hotel room with the drug. 
According to the Clark County District Attorney Office, listen, to take the life of someone else is also considered a sin. Let's visit adult the adult party drug, Viagra. My brother Gene, you cannot call Viagra a sin. Nope. <laughs> but just listen to me, just like any other drug. When you lose control, normally you or someone else will get hurt. For example, you take this drug, you get the urge, and now you're seeking someone to help you relieve the urge. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Exodus 20:14. Read it. Any single man or married man, for that matter, who takes this drug and plans to exercise his lustful desires outside of marriage, hey, that's committing adultery. For the married man, and for the single man, that's committing fornication. And lastly, I heard both of those were sin. Because these bad habits takes a life or cause hurt or harm to someone else. Okay? Think about it, my friend. These habits yield to sin. Let's reiterate, what makes these habits a sin is they bring about hurt, harm, and sometimes death. And that's what makes them a sin. Whether it's, the, uh, whether it's your death or someone else. Thou shalt not kill, Exodus 20, 13. When we suffer from powerful addictions and habits, we need people to pray for us. We need that intercessory prayer to break the yoke that can sometimes be demonic. Do due diligence and seek help, be it therapy, prayer, or finally letting go and allowing God's therapy to help and heal you. I know you've heard it said even in songs, this is my life. I don't need nobody to tell me how to live it. Another one. It's my prerogative. I can live like I want to live. Another one. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. Unfortunately, what we fail to understand is it is not our lives cause our lives belong to God. He, the one, put that breath in you. When you were born, Ezekiel 18.4, read it. Furthermore, he's the one that caused that seed to formulate inside your mother's womb when your mother and father got together. So, no, it's, it's not your life. It's God's life in you. It's a life that God has allowed you to the privilege, rather, to be a child of God. You are to take charge and take care of that life. With our attitude today, we really need to let go and let God help us. Listen, God gave you that life for his honor and glory. 
and you should live it to that extent. The best of your ability to do that which is good and right, to care for your body and for your life. As for the sake of those who love you, okay? Because in the end, whether you take care of this body and our life or not, God is still going to judge you for what is done in your body. 2 Corinthians 5, 10 and 11. Read it. So rather than commit suicide or let some man-made substance ruin that beautiful life God gave you, my friend, let go and let God. He'll give you the full length of life that he has planned for you. Though you may live that life down here yourself, you think, but ultimately it belongs to God. If many people would look at life that way, they would be more caring of what they put in their body and what they do in their lives. You'd find a, a better outlook. You you'll live you take care of you and your family and spend more time with your loved ones. If you learn one thing from this podcast, I hope you learn the truth about suicide. Self-murder is a sin and it don't solve anything. Even logic and common sense tells you that if you, again, if you, the one, are you the only one that can ask God forgiveness for your sins, then when you take your life, how are you going to be forgiven? Furthermore, you have no right to take your life, which is not yours. Anyways, your life belongs to God. And now if you want to do the right thing, I strongly suggest that you give your life to God. The one who created you in the first place. God breathed into man and man became a living soul. Genesis 2-7. Paraphrase. Read it. Then let go and let God. Pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. I repent of my sins. Please come into my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, as the scriptures say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You are now a part of the family of God. Amen. Now, a word with my Father. Lord God, as you continue to call men out of darkness to your marvelous light in Jesus Christ, our Lord, your Son, I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your ministry. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you or someone you know have further need of prayer, please contact us, contact us at heavensprayerlink.com. We'd love to pray with you. And we have been getting a lot of requests lately. 
people are going through some stuff. Continue the prayers. Okay? We love praying with you. And then let us know when you get blessed so we can say, Atta boy. Thank you, God. You know what I'm saying? Have a blessed day.